all the unique characters. I do let them bang. Yeah, I say, yeah, I'm a legend, man. I'm building my legs. All the stories and perspectives featured weekly. I wasn't fully committed to that choke, and I kind of sunk into it, started squeezing tighter, and I kind of heard him gurgle a little bit. I was like, oh. And all the combat sports you could ask for in the best state in the U.S. Like I said, Ohio versus the world. It's going to happen for sure. Watch out. It'll be cool, man. I'm not worried about it. I'm going to show them why the Ohio MMA scene is, in my opinion, one of the best MMA scenes in the country. This is Forged in OH. IO. OH. IO. OH. IO. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 66 of Forged in Ohio. My name is Jake Murrin, and I'm the host of the show. We've been on a roll lately with Forged in Ohio, welcoming new and exciting guests from all around the state to the show. The streak of that continues today, along with the streak of welcoming fighters who won at Cage Thunder 25 last December. There's no doubt that this was performance of the night, finish of the night, knockout of the night, whatever you want to call it, it was electric, representing Demolition Fight Team. It's David, the great nuke music. Thanks for coming on the show, David, and welcome to Forged in Ohio. Of course, thank you for having me. Yeah, I can't be uh, more happy to welcome you onto the show, man. I can't wait to get into that performance at KH125, but before we get to that, let's just learn more about you, man. How'd you get into combat sports? Uh, it started when I was in high school. I think it was after uh, my wrestling season, junior year, summertime. I was kind of bored, so I found this gym that was close to home. I uh, messaged them on Facebook and everything, and met my coach from back home, uh, Devin Mazik, and uh, he got me in there, and that's how it started. Yeah, so were you really aware of the sport before actually reaching out, or was yeah. it just, you know, your wrestling foundation and you were looking to expand on that? Yeah, no, I was aware of the sport since I was really young and everything. And then I never really thought about doing it until it kind of just popped up in my head one day. I was like, damn, I'm fucking bored. So I was just like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, so I believe you're not actually from Ohio, but you represent the state well, fighting out a demolition fight team in Finley. What actually brought you here to Ohio? I was looking to start training more. I wasn't, there wasn't available times related back home at my gym. I was training like three days a week. So I was talking to Devin, and uh, he, he trained under Gary when he fought too as well. So he hooked me up, uh, contact with him. So we started talking, and uh, he invited me up here. I came up here. Ended up loving it, so I ended up saying. Is that kind of how it started, too, when you decided that you wanted to try MMA? You started training it, you started actually competing, and then immediately fell in love with it and knew that this is what you wanted to do? Yeah, as soon as I, soon as I got in there and started training, I was like, yeah, this is it. This is what I want to do, and I want to go really far with this, so I stuck with it. You're one of many fighters to join the show from a demolition fight team. What has that gym meant to you and your career so far? I tell you what, uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, it changed me as a person just from being up here for a short time already. I don't know. It just changed my whole entire view around what it is to actually train and fight because you can train part time, and it's nothing compared about training full time at all. Do you think of like where you'd be right now if you didn't make that decision to go to demolition and not train under the guys there and with Gary Young and everything that the gym has to offer? I wouldn't be as close to where I'm at right now. That's for sure. That's for sure. 
Yeah, for sure. And I know you're close with Dylan Budka. What's your relationship like with him, the the new UFC fighter? Oh, dude, we're like we're like brothers now. We hang out like every day. We do the same thing every day. We uh we train the same. We live the same life. So it helps out, helps both of us out. And it's nice having him around and my other teammates around so we can all just support each other and keep going forward. How much have you learned from Dylan and with what he's done in his career? And have you taken anything away from that and apply it to what you're doing in the sport? Yeah, of course. Uh, he's been he's been here way longer than I have. So basically just getting around like because, you know, you can have bad days, hard days and everything. It's just kind of like keeping your mind right, keeping your mind straight and everything. Uh, so I've just learned to uh, keep my mental game up high from him, uh, discipline, everything like that. Is the mental aspect of the sport something you maybe struggled with before you went to demolition and met Dylan and kind of developed that that discipline and mental fortitude? I guess. No, I, I didn't really struggle with it. I just uh, I just was not used to training every single day. So waking up sore as shit, you just gotta have that same mentality. It's just like going in fresh, straight to the gym. You still gotta do it no matter what. So when you see your other teammates doing it too, doing the same thing that you do, it's pretty easy to catch on. You're just like, all right, let's do it. For sure, man. You recently completed an 86-hour fast with Dylan. Why did you decide to do such an extensive fast with him? It was it was just a thought that we had, like split-second thought. Where it's like you went, we were like, yeah, all right. We didn't think anything of it. We didn't prepare for it. Nothing. We just kind of dove right into it. Were you still training on the fast? Yeah, yeah, we're still training. Wow, same training schedule. Yeah. <laughs> was there, you know, were there certain times during the 86 hours when you felt like you couldn't go any further or was it actually easier than you thought it would be? Nighttime sucked. I remember just laying in bed. I was always, I was just scrolling, uh, watching food videos. For some reason, I like doing that when I'm hungry. And uh, I was just thinking about food the whole time. I didn't think about quitting or anything. I was just like, I'm going to make this when I'm done. I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this. That's about it, though. <laughs> Any reason why 86 was the number, not 72, which I believe is more common? I think I think, uh, I think the 86 hour one. So we just kind of he did. Gotcha, man. What were you know some of the benefits that you found from doing it? You know, I feel like fasting is such a, a popular thing to do right now among mixed martial artists. What were some of the benefits that you that you found from doing it? I could focus so much. I could focus so much. Uh, it's kind of like, I mean, you got to think about it. Like, uh, humans started out, like, they only ate when they killed something, right? So they were just on the hunt constantly until they could get the food. So that's kind of what it was like, training and honestly, anything we did. I, I was pretty tired at first, like, probably the first 46 hours, I was pretty tired. But after that, kind of just, like, nonstop energy, really. Waking up, even at night, energy. Couldn't really sleep. Did you let yourself indulge after it was over, or did you stay disciplined in terms of what you were drinking and eating? We had a cheat meal after, and then we just got right back on our diet. So, because if you indulge right after something like that, you're just gonna blow right back up. Sure. What was that cheat meal? Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> burrito. Steak burrito. Not a bad option there. Would you do another fast in the future? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it's super good for you. It's there's so many benefits to it. Sounds good, man. I love the the nickname, the Great Nuke. By the way, it's absolutely one of a kind to you. Where does the Great Nuke come from? So when I was uh, when I was growing up, 
I was I played football, baseball, basketball, and I was I was like always the fastest kid on the team. So my dad and my family just always called me the Rocket. So now I was in transition over to MMA. I was like, well, now I'm fast and I hit hard. So we'll just call it, I'll just go with Nuke and then the great Nuke just because I want to be great. So I'm going to be great. And it just kind of came together. Yeah, that's a great story, man. Talking with David, the great Nuke music on Forged in Ohio. Finally, let's get into the performance at Cage Slater 25. It was a wicked right hand to the temple of your opponent that put him out. What's going through your head in that moment when that shot lands when he's falling down to the canvas? When I get in there and when whistle goes, or not whistle, but the rest of the fight, everything slows down for me. Like, I can just see things coming, and that's exactly what happened. He was cornering me against the fence. I saw his leg twitch just a little bit. I knew what he was about to throw a uh, teep from just studying uh, his past fights. So I went to throw a left uh, left body hit, and then I just came over with the right, and his head was right there. It was right there. Talking about things slowing down in the fight when the fight begins, has that always been the case for you, or did it take some time to develop that skill, I guess, that maybe other fighters don't have? No, I... It it took some time. It definitely took some time. Like my first my first uh, few fights, it was not like that at all. Cause I was just kind of going in there and I knew what I was doing, but I, not as much as I do now. I wasn't getting like all like the sparring sessions or actually boxing matches, grappling matches. This time, I just felt I just felt centered with myself. So I don't know. It just all it just slowed down. Time just slowed down in there. I could see everything. The precision and power that it takes to pull something like that off at Cage Thunder 25, did you know you were capable of landing such a devastating blow there in the cage? Yes. No doubt in your mind. Absolutely. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always, I always knew. I always knew what like, uh, like my power can do and everything. It was just the time that it took to be able to put everything together to set things up like that to make it happen. Yeah, I have a ton of respect for your opponent, Brandon Bilter. And going in, I thought it was one of the closest fights on paper for that entire night. Did you expect the fight to be close, or did you like your chances to get him out of there early like you did? I knew I was going to take him out early. Yeah. I love the confidence, David. I love the confidence. It was Bilter's hometown in Canton, Ohio, but I think you were pretty well received by the crowd that night as well. What was it like competing in a venue that was pretty big in the Canton Civic Center? That was my first time uh, in a big event like that, and it felt great. I've been wait- I've been waiting to play on a big stage with like a lot of lights, a lot of people, so it felt great. I felt I felt one there, like I was home. Any pressure when it comes to competing on a stage like that, or did it feel like home and you're pretty comfortable? Uh, no, there was no pressure, and that's because uh, I had the right people around me. That's really important. That's all it takes, really, because you know you got to know what you're capable of and what you can do, and you got to trust your training. You gotta trust your training partners. You gotta trust people that are there with you, who are cornering you. If you trust all that, then you'll be able to trust yourself and feel good in there. I know winning your first amateur title might have been a little bit more significant, but what did winning your second at Cage Thunder Twenty Five mean to you? Uh, it meant a lot because that was the first time I fought for a title that was I, I wasn't familiar with that area or anything like that. Uh, I was in enemy territory. I just felt good being able to go out there and actually show people who I am and what I'm capable of. 
I'm not sure if I said this on the broadcast that night, but going into it, I knew you were going to become the next star in Ohio MMA if you won, knowing it would be your second amateur title. And that was even before the incredible knockout and performance that followed. So do you think you're the next big thing in Ohio MMA? 100% yes. Why is that? Training I do. uh, I know the skills I have are uncomparable to uh, a lot of the other fighters around here. Yeah. Still a lot of work to do, but it's going to happen. Have you always had this self-confidence, or did it take some time to develop as your your skills and your game developed as well? I'm really self-aware. So, like, I knew, I know, like, I know what I can do, but I also understand that it takes a lot of work and a lot of training, a lot of error, trials and error to fix things, find what works, find what doesn't work, and continue from there. So I just know it takes time and training. You were also voted by fans as Cage Thunder's favorite champion in 2023, and you won the title on December 16th, right before the end of the year. Did that surprise you, and what did it mean to you to get that accomplishment there? It didn't surprise me. Uh, I knew no one really there like knew who I was, but uh, a little thing like maybe they might favor someone else. So it felt good that getting everyone else's support is really nice. What's it like having that much support as you continue on along your amateur career? Uh, it's good. It's good. It, uh, it feeds me a little bit, but uh, it's just one of those things that I don't want to say I expect it, but I don't know. When you, when you put in the work and stuff like that, you know that stuff's going to come. Like People are going to see that you take this very seriously, and you're not just good. some guy who just wants to get in there and get a something or check off a bucket list. You do this real life every day. So... As you rise in MMA, the supporters rise as well. But I know talking to fighters in the past, so do a lot of haters and doubters online. Have you experienced much of that lately? Not much. I mean, cool. I kind of kind of wait for it. You know what I mean? I, it doesn't really bother me, if anything. Because that's just when people hate like them that they don't like about themselves. or They're just throwing hate out there just because they can. A little keyboard work. <laughs> That's a great mindset to have, man. I think more people need to have that mindset of, hey, those doubters and haters, they got something wrong in their own life. They're just taking that out on you or other fighters. Does that motivate you at all? Have you heard from like a, a doubter or hater? And does that motivate you to just prove them wrong and compete at your best when fighting? Uh, people that I don't know now, uh, not really, not a lot of haters. I haven't had much of that. I kind of I consider like, the most I've had is, like, I feel like when people leave you uh, in your life or whatever, like, it's kind of like they doubted you or they didn't believe in you in something, so that's the way I look at it. But that's about it. Once again, this is David the Great Nuke Music with us on Forged in Ohio. I actually wasn't aware of this when I reached out to you, but at the time of this recording, you're two days away from competing in a boxing match. You know, this episode will come yeah. out a week after the match, but what are you expecting out of this fight on Saturday night? Uh, so I, it's a boxing match, so I'm just ready to get in there and, uh, I don't know, he just get up, I guess. If not, it's like a sparring match to me. Uh, I love getting there in boxing and being able to test my skills again, even though it's not the cage. I love the cage a lot more, but every time you get to go and compete, I'll take the chance because it's just a new thing you get to do. Where's this boxing match going down and who's the opponent? Uh, it's a pro-am event at Venue 18 in Fostoria. Forget the name of the kid that I'm fighting. He's he's from uh he's from another gym in Ohio. He's pretty sure he's just a straight boxer, which I like going. In. That's all they do is box. So I get to go in there and test my boxing skills. 
Is that why you chose to compete in boxing next rather than MMA, just to test those skills and develop your, your skills on the feet? Uh, it's it's more like one of those things. Like if my coach comes to me and says, "Hey, we got you a boxing match," like I'm taking that 100 percent because it's just gonna get me more ready for my next cage fight. Do you have any prior experience in boxing, or will this be your first time? Oh no, no. This is I think this is my eighth, eighth or ninth boxing match. What has yeah. all that experience meant to your game in terms of making you a more well-rounded fighter and preparing you to be even better next time you walk out into the cage? Boxing, it got my footwork down a lot, like a lot better. Uh, my hands, you know, I consider my hands and my uh, my wrestling probably my top two to bring into the cage and everything. So that's what it's helped with a lot. Following, you know, the, the boxing match on Saturday, hopefully you're injury-free afterward. When can fans expect to see you in the cage next competing in mixed martial arts? We're looking for April, but uh, if something sooner pops up, we'll probably take that. But yeah. We're looking at uh, April. We're looking for a, a pro debut. Uh, we got word from Fury. We'll see how that goes. We're supposed to have a fight uh, March 10th, but the guy, uh, the pro, declined it. So didn't happen, sadly. So that's that's big stuff, man. That's big news. I was going to ask, you know, having six amateur fights with two titles, I was going to ask if you have given much thought to turning pro in MMA. Sounds like that might be your next fight, your pro debut. Yes, yeah, so that's what we're looking forward to. You're a dangerous fighter, no doubt already right now as an amateur, but have you imagined how dangerous you'd be as a pro being able to use knees, elbows, head kicks, all that, and adding all those weapons to your arsenal? Oh, dangerous, dangerous. And I'm excited to use them and be able to actually go out there and use every part of my body on someone. What can people expect out of David the Great Nuke Music as a pro fighter? You've done it on the amateur scene, a great record. You've won titles. You've had incredible performances like the one at Cage Thunder 25. Can people expect that to translate on into your pro career? Yeah, this is going to get more exciting from here on out. And competing for Fury, that's a pretty big stage. Is that looking to be an Ohio card, or are you looking to travel to compete on that card? Uh, it's looking at uh, Texas, down in Texas. Well, a little. I haven't been there yet. <laughs> yeah, a little road trip for the fight, man. How much does you know that excite you being able to travel somewhere new while doing something you love and, and competing in the cage? So much. I'm so excited for that. So excited. As soon it'll be more states and then eventually countries. It's all very exciting. I know, and I'll, I'll leave you off with this one, man. I know it's kind of hard to say without an official day, card, or opponent quite yet, but do you expect to leave the to, to continue on the fireworks that you left at Cage Thunder 25, bring those same ones into your pro debut, and maybe get another electric knockout? Yes, 100%. All right, man. I think uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think all of Ohio MMA is looking forward to it as well. Before we wrap up on here, man, just anything you want to shout out or plug here, social media handles, sponsorships, things like that here at the back end of the podcast. Awesome, my man. Uh, yeah, so just want to say thank you to my sponsor, Silverback uh, Stripes. You guys have been great. Uh, and also how Premier Distributing. Uh, actually, I met them. I didn't really meet them at uh, Cage Thunder, but I had their energy drink they gave me after the fight, and it was it was so good. So I hit them up, and uh, we ended up getting together and uh, doing a partnership together. So I'm very excited to have them on my team now. And, yeah, everyone wake up, continue to be great in your own way every single day. 
Yeah, that's a great message, David. Thanks again, man, for joining me on the show, especially with a boxing match in a couple days. I know you're not originally from Ohio, but like I said, you represent the state very well in MMA. I like to get my guests out of here by doing the OHIO chant. So I say OH, you give me an IO back. OH. All right, let's do it. I-O. Thanks, David. It was an honor to be on commentary for your last fight at Cage Thunder 25. Good luck in boxing this weekend, and I can't wait to see what you accomplish next in combat sports. Awesome, man. Thank you for having me on. That was David, the great Nuke Music, the 5-1 amateur mixed martial artist and two-time amateur champion. He was a top prospect before his win at Cage Thunder 25, and now I consider him an absolute star in Ohio MMA. We're lucky to have a guy like David who comes from another state represent Ohio the way he is. I'm excited to follow the rest of his amateur career and see how far he can go in combat sports. If you like this episode, don't forget to like the video on YouTube and subscribe to the channel if you're watching. If you're on the audio side, then I do ask that you download episodes while listening. And don't forget to check out the show on social media at Forged in Ohio on both Instagram and Facebook. Thank you all for watching or tuning in. I've been your host, Jake Murrin, and this was Forged in Ohio.